Welcome back to Real Phonies, where we take a love for movies and television and combine it with very little knowledge about movies and television. I'm your host, Christian. Join me and my co-host, Ian. Hey, what's up, guys? Joseph. Yellow. And Jay here. Here to discuss movies with trailers better than the movies themselves. Uh, a great marketing ploy to get butts and seats to watch really shitty flicks. I like to think of this as a spiritual sequel to our other episode where we did movies that are mismarketed. This yes. one, this one is also kind of mismarketed, but intentionally to make more money. Yeah, the mismarketing is the trailer made me believe they'd be good. Correct. <laughs> well, you guys aren't old enough to remember that trailers used to not be good at all. Oh, well, I mean, I know that. So, so, well, that's actually an interesting thing. Is is for like decades, like most of the history of film. All of the trailers were not made by the production company right. that made the film. It was just an, an outside company. They just give the reels to. They cut it together. They use the same voiceover guy, and they'd all be the same shitty trailers. Right. That 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 voiceover like cliche that isn't really a thing anymore. The in a world guy that was a real thing at one point. And <laughs> and yeah, but I also think the difference at that point is like you only ever saw a trailer like once or twice because mm, yeah. you didn't have the internet yeah. and. You know, people didn't go to movies to see the trailer. So it was something you just saw for like a minute and 30 seconds, then it was gone forever. You didn't have to hold up to scrutiny. The The first trailer I remember, and there had been good trailers before this, but the first trailer I can remember that was like an event was the Phantom Menace trailer. Yeah. And the Phantom Menace trailer, I, you well, know. Well, what about Jurassic Park? A Jurassic Park it's was the first. That's, like, the, that's the first one that I remember yeah. also. Well, what I mean by an event with this is that is that people went to see Meet Joe Black. Oh, just so they can watch Phantom Menace. Like, that movie was number one at the box office in its first week and then had a disastrous decline in the second week. All of those people are still watching Meet Joe Black. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Still in the theater. I, I, I had a friend who wanted to grow up to be a killer for the government, and he did. And he used to walk into the theater during Meet Joe Black every single time Brad Pitt gets hit by the car mm-hmm. and just watch that, and he thought it was the funniest goddamn thing. I mean, it is the funniest it goddamn thing you've ever seen. But, I mean, if you watch that, like, hundreds of times, that's a sign of yeah, something. Yeah, you may have but, an issue. But anyways, but yeah, people would just come to the movies to see that and then fucking leave. You know, so... Um, Star Wars was back. And I think that's the first trailer I can remember really being disappointed in what the movie was. Because that first trailer from that is, that's the coolest thing I had ever seen in my life up until that point. That shit is so fucking cool. And, you know, Phantom Menace, we've grown to love. Yeah. But uh, but at the time, well, actually, you know, there's that Phantom Menace cycle. You watch it and you're like, yeah, that was really good. And then later you you're like... Hey, that maybe wasn't so good. And then, may, and then the next time, it's like, what have I been doing with my fucking life? But then later, you learn to accept yeah, it. It takes about fifteen years, right? But... It takes about fifteen years, like a fine wine. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, that's almost the problem with this trailer specifically because it, it it not only was like a good trailer, but mm-hmm. it also had this. Uh, I don't know. I mean, the 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 Star Wars brand behind it, the nostalgia, the excitement mm-hmm. for more Star Wars. So it's. Again, I understand that Star Wars probably, like, Episode 1 probably wasn't up to the level that it should have been, mm-hmm. maybe. Um, but I don't think it could have achieved the levels of hype that, you know, yeah. were were posited by, like, the promises that the trailer made, I don't think could have been fulfilled, even with the best movie. The trailer had just enough familiar and just enough I've never seen that yeah. before. I remember it being in, like, an event film. Like, that, the hype like that, that was the first one I really remember being hyped up, you know? I... I think also, like, a lot of the stuff that didn't hold up over the whole film looked really cool in that trailer. The Gungans coming out of the mist in that trailer, that looks cool as fuck. Uh, Amidala and her, like, space samurai lady outfit, that shit looks cool as fuck for five seconds, you know? (laughs) You know? You know, it's funny, as we're talking about the one that I remember, I think is a year before Phantom Menace comes out, is the 98 Godzilla movie. That's a good point, too. Yeah. Uh, Because, one, not just the trailer, but the marketing campaign of that whole movie was fucking genius. It was. And uh, it got butts in seats, got everyone excited for a Roland Emmerich monster movie, and God, were we disappointed. it's, It's one of those things that it's like, 
I can't say I hate that movie because leading up to it was so much fun. Yeah. The movie itself is not one lick of fun. It's fucking joyless. But the fucking Taco Bell. Yeah. Uh, all I remember is the Chihuahua Dog and the Puff Daddy song. Yeah. <laughs> That's all yeah. I remember. The fucking, <laughs> fucking Puff Daddy and Jimmy Page on Saturday Night Live. That shit was dope. Um you know, Robert Plant somewhere just fucking seething. Uh, but um, but Matthew Broderick being the lead should have tipped us all off a little bit. Well, and like the resistance to show the monster for a while yeah, yeah. was like all of that got the hype going. Mm-hmm. Dude, I can I can remember specifically when the toys showed up at like Toys R Us and all my friends were calling each other. It's like, hey man, Toys R Us, I got the toys. You can see what Godzilla looked like. And you'd make a fucking drive to to <laughs> to, uh, to Toys R Us just to see what Godzilla was going to look like. And then that movie was that movie. Yeah, that's the first one that I really remember. I, I mean, Phantom Menace is right around that time period. I still kind of like that movie, I'll be honest with you guys. But it certainly wasn't as good as the marketing <laughs> I campaign. I think you like it for nostalgia. I think I do. Yeah. I think you like it to be a fucking contrary. <laughs> also, <laughs> also, also, Jean Reno is great in that yeah. movie. Jean Reno is pretty good in that movie. That's true. Yeah. Why would the French be the ones to figure that shit out? That's what I want to know. <laughs> That's not realistic at all. <laughs> Why isn't John Renault still a thing? I know, yeah. right? I think he has a new movie coming out. This is off topic, but... It is. This is a, this is a pro John <laughs> Renault podcast. One of the other... God, yeah, I mean, I don't know I don't know if there was a trailer for uh, Romeo plus Juliet, but I feel like Baz Luhrmann is undoubtedly a serial... Uh, He's good at it. Yeah. A uh, serial member of this club, but most memorably, I feel like the Great Gatsby trailer yep. uh, was was such a setup. Well, so I saw the Great Gatsby trailer and thought to myself, oh my gosh, this is going to be it. This is going to be perfect. I know it. This is exactly what I, am when I read the Great Gatsby, what I imagine it to look like in my head. It's, it's literally the perfect cast. Yeah. The yeah. visuals are great. The soundtrack those, is amazing. One of those, the parts just did not equal to the sum that it should have, you know? Yeah. Because I can't pinpoint what's wrong about that movie. A lot. But it should be good. Mm-hmm. And it's just not. Yeah. I love that song though. But yeah, oh, it's funny because like I, I like I Lana think about Ray. it. I yeah, I immediately That's what like, I remember. I'm immediately brought into like I can see the scenes, I can hear the music yep. that, that cuts for the scenes. That's a really, really excellent trailer. And that movie should be so much fucking better. I mean that that trailer is yeah. the best Gatsby movie. I I, um, <laughs> I never watched it because it didn't look like something was gonna blow up. Well, it doesn't, yeah. I mean, not Someone really. Someone gets hit by a car. There's yeah. a vehicular <laughs> homicide. That's, that's in but the I trailer, mean, I've, I think. I've seen that in the old one and read it in the book. I mean, yeah. the, it's not like they're going to top meet Joe Black on that shit. <laughs> I think the the Martin Scorsese uh, version and that pitched an entourage starring Vinny Chase would have been better. Yeah. <laughs> Fair point. Hey, this is a problem that I think is a fairly recent issue because of what you were talking mm. about. Trailers really hadn't become this own separate marketing entity right. until like Jurassic Park and Independence Day. Because mm-hmm. um, even in Independence Day, when you, I think they did the blowing up the White House yep. shot in the yeah. trailer. Yep. God, I remember that. What? Yeah. Crazy. Man, why didn't I start with Independence Day? Because yeah. that's really the one. Because that trailer rocked my fucking world this was because I, I love that movie though. i was about to say that's also, yeah, that's really a movie. you're the, I only, hate you're, that you're the only one who hates that movie i, I fucking hate that movie and i remember i watched um what was the movie stargate yeah. and i was like man this movie isn't good but this guy can make a good looking sci-fi movie and then i saw that trailer and i was like fuck this is gonna be the shit and i hate it oh i love that movie when will smith punches an alien then smokes a cigar. Welcome to Earth. <laughs> but I, I mean, Jehu may say Independence Day. I think Godzilla, Phantom Menace are the first ones. But really, in the two thousands, this is when this picked up because we had access to trailers all the that time. That was the thing. The trailer yeah. became such a thing where it gets. It doesn't even matter that it's on the movie anymore because you're going to get it at home. Yeah. You get a trailer for the fucking trailer at home yeah. now. So now trailers are almost their own fucking business. Yep. Trailer for a trailer. I that's the worst thing they've ever invented. <laughs> well, we, we, we watch all of we them. We watch them and talk about it on this podcast. I though. mean, we can't make fun of it too because we kind of this is sort of based on that sort of thing. <laughs> all right, another one. Uh, you know, I don't actually remember this trailer. You, you sent, uh, proposed this one, Day After Tomorrow. What was in this trailer? So, the, w- number one, Day After Tomorrow, I just think... Another Roland Emmerich. Yeah, Roland where, Emmerich, And they man. showed New York f- into an ice age. Correct, yeah. They showed, like, essentially, they skipped to the part where the disaster had already started. Mm. And um, it really, like, sold on this cast... Uh, on the disaster element of it. Yeah. It His scale like we, kept getting bigger. Exactly. And this seemed like there was no more bigger than this. 
And uh, man, that movie again just does not deliver. I think Dennis Quaid was still pretty yeah. good. Jake right. Gyllenhaal. Jake Gyllenhaal was up and comer. And then the girl, I forget who the girl. Emmy Rossum. Rossum. Yeah. And she was like sixteen or yeah, something. She was um, like shameless. real young. Went on to do Shameless. I, mm-hmm. That's a good cast. Uh, but man, and it, again, we hadn't had a good disaster flick. I feel like in a long time, excluding yeah. everything else Roland Emmerich had already made. See, the only thing with this is at this point, I knew what it was. Like even though I the trailer cool as fuck, be, yeah. I, I wasn't fooled by Roland Emmerich anymore. So like, I can't say that like. Yeah, I, I it, could see what it was going to be. Kinda. He he had already fooled me once, fooled me twice. Yeah. I was not. <laughs> I was pretty pro Roland Emmerich up to this point. Day after tomorrow is the turning point for me, and maybe it was my affinity for him that I like the trailer so much. But like for me, I like Independence Day. Godzilla is not good, but I you know was nine and thought it was cool. Uh, I like the Patriot, so I was like, oh man, I like this guy's movies, and gosh. That movie is disappointing. He's doing something called Moon now, which is I think he's going to blow up the moon. All right, why yeah, not? Well, sure. He said not? he wants to come back and make Independence Day three this week too. So, uh, look, guys, yeah. don't do that, Rolling. <laughs> again, I have a soft spot for this movie, so I can't even call it a, a hype trail because I like watching this movie. I mean, but, I uh, would say that's where I learned about polar vortexes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you, we want to talk about the Hobbit trilogy as a whole. I feel like. Mostly the first one, but maybe the second one, well, not the third one. By the first one, by by the time we got to the second one, it, it, excluding these two, you and I, the smart ones on the podcast, <laughs> uh, knew what the rest of this trilogy was going to be. <laughs> so when I saw the first one, I was full of joy. Uh-huh. I was so excited. I liked the cast. I liked the tone, the feel. Because, I mean, it felt like coming back to Middle Earth. They're yeah. just like, hey, more, and more Lord of the Rings. And that's what sold on, yeah. was, you're, we're going back. But God, that was that's nine hours I will never get back, and I'll never go back to it. Dude, Decimation of Smog is the best of the six. Lord, I agree. Me and Ian, <laughs> you think it's the best of the six? six? I think it's the best God of the damn. six. Have you seen I that think movie? This conversation it's, it's, before. You think it's better than Helm's Deep? Yeah, I think yeah. it's dope as fuck. Fuck you both. The whole Elvish escape down the river, dope as fuck. And then the whole thing was smog. Like, the whole with thing Thorn, was smog. Thorn is... going up and down and like, you know, just the... And then they cover him and go... Yeah, no, that's... that's the wrong, thing with that movie, it could have been perfect, is if they would have taken it to where smog dies. To cut it off at the end is the it, only problem. You're three me, hours me and you, deep. Me and that. you agree at that on that totally. Yeah. The end of that, they should have... This should have went all the way to the end with with like, the yes. smog. Yeah, and I think it sucked the whole trilogy out. If you would have ended with smog down in the second one and focused the third one on just the war, mm. I think you would have been remembered better. Because like that third one is so disjointed. Yeah, it opens with a smog fight, and then it like it. There's just no narrative to it. But you see, for the for I the, think that's because the characters aren't developed well enough <laughs> to get you to that point. And you can't exclude how the movie actually ends yeah. in defending it. You can't be like, the movie would be better if it was this. Okay, Mark you Freeman's view it that great. way, but the movie does end the way that it does. I'm the last one to stop us from going on a tangent, but I think we already did an hour and 45 minutes. <laughs> I'm sure we have. I, uh, I feel like uh, the thing that happened is the, the first one was fine. The trailer got you excited. You watched and you're like, oh, it's not quite the magic, but it's kind of fun to be back here. Mm-hmm. And then the second one rolls around and then you get the dragon. Yeah. And you're like, oh, fuck, no, I am back in on this. And you know what? I agree. The second one is the best one. Of those three. It's better than Transformers, but it's still not li- it just still does not live up to, I think, the standard that had been set before what you were hoping it would be. You know what ruined... The second one for me is 25 years of my life. I've pronouncing that dragon's name as, as smog. smog because it's fucking written as smog. And then all of a sudden, Peter Jackson wants to tell me and every other Middle Earth reader that we're fucking wrong. That's correct. That kills it. Yep. Fair enough. Uh, so that brings us to kind of a, a, a lot of other ones on here are pretty big actually this might have been a big box office at the time but not really remembered uh killian murphy and who i can't remember who the actress was in this one she's uh, famous rachel mcadams yes it, oh it is rachel mcadams yeah. you're right uh red eye yep. uh which the the trailer was really gripping uh yeah. it's it's you know set on like an airplane this woman sits next to this guy who seems to know a lot of things about her um and it's it's very uh it's, it's given a lot of like supernatural like conversations with the devil kind of overtones uh and that's not what the movie is at all no it turns out i've never seen this i actually think this i think red eye is an okay movie yeah but that trailer was the reason i would never have paid to see that movie unless it was marketed the way that it was like that that trailer is really gripping and 
just really interesting. Mm-hmm. The movie is not nearly as interesting as the trailer made it out to be. I don't feel like. No, I completely agree because yeah. you know the, I think I think the idea. I mean, it is probably a similar idea to to whatever fucking. Uh, I've never seen it. The devil, the devil movie that uh, M Night Shyamalan made. Oh yeah, devil. but it, but it's the idea of you know in in this case you know you're trapped in a in a conversation with a, a devil or some mm-hmm. kind of supernatural being you can't go anywhere you can't do anything so it's just like what's this interaction going to be like nobody really knows you know it's tense you know it's uncomfortable but it's also interesting uh but it turned out he's just a boring creep. old yeah creep yeah slash terroristy guy were you guys working at the theater when this movie came out i'm sure you were probably i, I don't think i was actually i think yeah. it, i thought i was in the military when this movie came out but what year did it come out? Uh, I want to say like 2011, but I may be. If it was 2011, no fucking way. If it was 2011, I was still in the. I was in the yeah. life. Yeah. This is like 2004 or five. Oh, is it really that old? I think. I don't know about that. This is how Killian Murphy got Batman Begins. So I think it, well, Batman Begins is 05, I think. Is it really how he got Batman Begins? Yeah, I'm pretty. 2005. Sure. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, I think that's how he got Batman Begins. Um, Scarecrow. Yeah. Yeah, I've never seen this movie. I thought he was already a thing by this time. He's kind of a thing. I think it was 28 days later. later. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, Yeah. 28 days later, he was like on the map. Yeah. Y'all shall watch Wind That Shakes the Barley. It's my favorite. Yeah, fuck it. We know you love that (laughs) Killy Murphy movie. (laughs) Uh, I mean, you did fail. We talked about A Quiet Place 2 last week, and you did not bring it up. I did not mention it at all. I know it. Uh, let's see. What do we want to talk about? Uh, the Wolfman. This is the uh, remake, right? The, yeah, the remake. Anthony Hopkins, uh, Benicio del Toro. I also haven't seen this movie. It's, oh man, the trailer was. It's really a good trailer. Movie. The movie is awful. <laughs> it's really terrible. It's you just, know, what, Ian, I bet you would like it. Yeah, probably would. It's just generic. I yeah. think it's yeah, it's, yeah. it's 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 biggest sin is that it's nothing. I I think the thing I, the, the thing that that's kind of a bummer with those movies you just have two actors who are really good at chewing up scenery and they don't really do a lot of it in this like nope. Anthony Hopkins and and Benicio del Toro don't really ham it up a lot in this and when they do have that opportunity uh, they turn into giant wolves and fight each other right which is a weird thing to do for Anthony Hopkins right. It's also a, like a very similar plot, at least from Anthony Hopkins' perspective, as the Mask of Zorro, kind right, of. Right. Uh, except the old man Zorro would turn evil, in, in <laughs> you know, and into a giant wolf. So it, it is very generic and samey. And it, the the trailer though felt like a really cool, updated version of those classic horror monster right. movies, and it just does not live up to that. Fair enough. Ridley Scott, who is, you know, uh, kind of a cinema legend, but has been very hit or miss over the last 20 years, probably, uh, released a, a big, grand, epic-looking trailer for his Alien prequel, Prometheus, uh, yeah. uh, which, I mean, it's it's a pretty spectacular-looking trailer. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it looks, you know, I don't know, it, it looks exotic and, and, like, inviting, but also, like confusing and harsh at the same time and uh it, it it's it's more interesting than the movie i always that trailer always gives me this feeling of like the dark side of the garden of eden concept. yeah oh yeah, that's a really sure. good call for it. yeah yeah um where you're like oh this is beautiful and and exotic and it's creation and the birth of everything but it, yet it feels very dark and evil all at the same time and which would have been a really cool concept for that movie to try to deliver on and I think it does attempt it, but it fails miserably. See, I think I like this movie. And you are in the minority. And I think the main people reason people don't like it, and which is a reasonable reason, is that tacked on bullshit at the end where they decide, oh, this isn't a prequel to aliens. This is a prequel to three movies that are the prequel to aliens. Yeah. yeah. I think that's what turns everybody on it. But I I have this backstory in this movie that's completely in my head, but I believe it's true. And I believe that this was Ridley Scott's answer. It was it was like a response video to Avatar. Interesting. Because, you know, Avatar seems like it to really crawl up on Ridley Scott's dick. It seems to purposely imply that it's in like the aliens, like Blade universe. Runner universe sort huh. of thing. And I think it's it's the dark opposite to it. Like, you know, uh, if 
if Avatar is, I'm going to use $300 million of CGI to give you this feel-good message as if we all just get along and fuck, everything can be okay. Uh, you know, Ridley Scott came back, well, I'm going to use that same technology to bring you the message of God is real and he fucking hates you. You know, and uh, I and I enjoyed that movie. But um, but I can see why people hate it. I mean, I don't even I don't even hate that message. I just wish he had done it with less dumb, hateable characters and well, see, a more sensical. Plot. Okay, that's the other thing. <laughs> everybody says everybody in this movie is stupid. Everybody in every horror movie is stupid. That's how horror works. Yeah, but I think the problem is like there was a precedence already with the Alien movies that that's not really true with them. Like nobody really makes bad decisions in Alien 1. I mean, they bring the guy on because they want to save him, but, like, Ripley the whole time is like, no, fuck this guy, fuck this guy, fuck this guy. But Ripley's the only one who's not an idiot. No one does that in Prometheus. That's Everyone true. is very accepting. That's true. Um, I, I think... You know, it's funny you you view it as a response to Avatar. I've always viewed Prometheus as really Scott's response to Christopher Nolan. Mm. Oh, really? Because... I think Ridley viewed himself as not not the birth of science fiction, but like he gave it this wide mass appeal. Right. And Christopher Nolan was the new right. version of that. Right. And the reason why I say that is because number one, it uses a lot of muted colors, which right. Christopher Nolan does. It uses a Hans Zimmer score, which sounds like every Christopher Nolan Hans it Zimmer score. It is a very... I mean, Han, the yeah. shots are pretty similar. The like shots The, the cinematic similar. style is similar. I've, I always have felt that Ridley was like, I can make the same movie that guy makes, but better, because he's ripping me off. Now I'm going to rip him off. And he was wrong. And he was wrong. No. <laughs> so would you have hated this movie as much if they would have just... If it just would have had an ending? Man, if it didn't have any connection to Alien whatsoever... I would like it more. See, I would like it more if it just, if it had the connection, but at, when it was over, it was over. It wasn't like, oh, well, this is actually a setup for three other, other fucking I don't. Movies. I don't want to go on a Prometheus tangent. We here, already have. But uh, the what's always confused me is like, we have to go through these different stages to get to Xenomorphs. It feels really complex and convoluted. Right. But yeah, there's like a Xenomorph statue in the spaceship at That's one point. That's true, yeah. Well, how did we get there? Like, it just doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. It does not. It's not a good movie. And the sequel It's definitely is not a good movie. Worse I'm terrible. still, I'm still going with I like it. I enjoy it. I mean, it, the Prometheus is the best of the prequel movies, but that's not no, saying a lot. I like the next one more. You like Are Covenant you more than Covenant? Covenant? I don't like either one of them, but I like it more than Prometheus. Ooh. Yeah, I would say there are more stupid people in Covenant yeah. than there are in Prometheus. I mean, Covenant is one where the stupid people bother me. At least Idris, Elba, at least Idris Elba is a <laughs> crazy person in Prometheus. God, I love that scene in yeah. Prometheus. <laughs> anyway. Uh, but speaking kind of to your point about uh, Ridley Scott copying off Nolan, uh, I want to talk about a Nolan film, Interstellar. Oh, yeah, the, that's a good one. The, the first trailer for Interstellar is literally the most inspiring fucking thing I've ever yes. seen. You know what's funny is not only is it inspiring, but the fact that he likes to release trailers 12 months out, mm -hmm. that in itself makes me more excited for it, his movies. It, it, it was, was a Matthew McConaughey monologue about... With like Man, an Apollo rocket ship. Uh, about yeah. man's uh, ing Achievement. ingenuity yeah. and destiny for greater things set over, you know, archival footage of like the Apollo rockets and like these sweeping shots of cornfields. And fuck if you didn't feel like, damn, we can do anything <laughs> and at the end of this. And man, was it not the exact right time for everything with this? Everybody loved Christopher Nolan and everybody loved Matthew McConaughey. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They were both like at the peak of their fucking popularity. Do you think that is what hurts the movie? I, I think the only thing that really hurts this movie is because that movie's not a bad movie at all. That's a good movie. It's just mm. we all It's a stupid fucking movie. It's we stupid all time knew, travel. <laughs> we all knew the trick at this point. We yeah. all knew there were going to be a twist. So we were looking for it from the beginning. And I'm sure everybody in this room, as so, as soon as they saw the books coming off the shelf, it's like, okay, well, Matthew McConaughey is in the future pushing the books off the shelf. So that's one thing. But what's gonna be the real twist? And when you got to that, spoilers for this movie that's like eight years old, by the way. Uh, um, Matt Damon was the real twist. That's, that's a fair point, actually. <laughs> I mean, yeah. But I mean, from the from the story standpoint, yeah, yeah. this real twist is that is the time travel shit, and you had already figured that out because you were looking for it. If this movie came before Inception, I wonder if we would love this movie and crap on Inception. I don't think so. I don't no. think this one takes as many risks as I think it should. But uh, that that actually leads me into my next one. 
should Inception be in consideration for this movie? No, or, I, lo- I love it's that movie. A, it's a, it's a great movie, but it's a really really great trailer. I think yeah. Inception delivers on it. Yeah, I think I it delivers too. on the hype. Yeah. I think the problem with Interstellar is I I agree and disagree with your take as many risks. Like I think it's a safer, almost a safer version of Inception, and yet it got more convoluted and complicated where it doesn't count. I mean the the thing is. The science, I'm making the quotation marks, of of Inception makes total sense to an idiot. Yeah. I can't necessarily say that for Interstellar. So on that respect, I think it takes See, more risk. And that's what I mean is like, he. that's where he was like, oh, I'm going to go harder into that. Right. And I don't really know that's where you should yeah, have gone I'm harder. Not sure, I'm not sure that it really mattered in the end. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, the, the only other reason I wanted to pick on the Inception trailer is because it, it's spawned the copycat trailer that is still living on today, where it's just dramatic sweeping shots of things and the, <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. Man, Hans Zimmer's low brass face. It's not a proud moment. It's, I mean, look, it worked great that one time. Yeah. Maybe twice. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, it worked in Prometheus. It was creepy in the trailer. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about the the last movie that I've walked out of, which is The Secret Life of Walter Mitty. Oh, you walked out of Walter Mitty? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this trailer had me jazzed. I remember this came out, like, I don't know, like, a couple months before, and it had a December release, and the trailer's, like, got this Monsters of Men song that's really dope, and, like, it looked like inspirational he worked for time magazine it looked like it was gonna be an oscar movie and and you know the, the th- it, it's, it's all these sweeping imageries of these fantastical situations that ben stiller's in with no context really and yeah people were saying no this is gonna be an oscar movie and then it came out never heard that again have you guys, have you guys read <laughs> secret life of walter mitty so no. it's a short story about i think it's like he's sitting in the car while his wife is going grocery shopping he's just like imagining all these different scenarios mm-hmm. of his life and uh, that's what I thought the movie was going to be. It really has absolutely nothing in common with the story that it's based upon. Because when I saw all the big shots and stuff like that, I was like, oh, these are like his imagination and stuff running wild. No, he just literally like goes to Nepal and finds Sean Penn. And that's just not interesting to me. This, this one reminds me of a whole category of these. What are movies that have been sold on you just by a song in the trailer? Oh, yeah. On a song in the trailer? Yeah. Definitely Walter Mitty. What's the Christian Bale one where his brother is fighting and he oh, uses... Oh, Out of the Furnace. Oh, yeah, this is yeah. that Pearl Jam song. Yeah. That's a good point. Release. Release. Yeah, that's that's a great trailer. Yeah. I don't even like Pearl Jam, but I like that song. <laughs> uh, let's, let's talk about one of the more art housey ones on here. That probably shouldn't have been art housey. I don't know if anybody was expecting to be art housey. Where the wild things are. Ugh. It was, uh, you know, it's a. I think part of the problem is not necessarily the trailer because the trailers, I mean, it seems from the movie, but I think people were expecting this based on the book to be a kids' movie. It's for not. kids. It is not. It's not at all. It, it's sort of upsetting for an adult. It is. Yeah. Is this Spike Jones? It is yeah. Spike Jones. I, I. The thing is, I can't say that I hate this movie because. It was an experience watching. Yeah, I, and I it, agree. It's a really cool looking movie. Have you gone back and rewatched it? I never have. Yeah, I uh, yeah. It, it the the trailer does make it look like oh, it's the little boy on the fun adventures with these big monsters that are you know falling around and they're, they're all buddies. And I mean, there is plenty of that in the movie, but that also like it definitely like. I don't think I've seen this. It edges on on dark. I mean, the very beginning of it is he falls into like uh you know into the the den or the the camp of all these monsters and they're all trying to eat him. Huh. See, I was thinking, <laughs> yeah, I was thinking Beast of the Southern Wild. Now I don't know what you're talking yeah. about. So. Nips, were you living the life when this one came out? I was. Yeah. So we we had a huge fucking screening for this one. Like everybody at the theater was just fucking psyched about this movie <laughs> uh you know uh and after it was over it was it was like that phantom menace thing it was like yeah that was real good and then the next day it was like was that really good i don't know <laughs> it's I, based on the kids book where the wild things are <laughs> and uh it's definitely like the the kids book is a kids book i mean it's right yeah. i think it's is it a Roald Dahl book or i have it? no idea maybe i mean i am not sure I, but i think so it's definitely a children's book the movie more takes the tone of we're gonna take this plot and then we're gonna pretend he died in the beginning <laughs> and it's just dark and it's uh 
Is that James Gandolfini? Isn't he the yeah, voice? Yeah, he's of the voice. Them? Yeah, yeah. He's good. Him. Yeah. There's there's a It's a very specific art style, and for that, like, yeah. it's interesting to watch. But I've never tried to go back and rewatch it. Yeah. I've always just I was just kind of turned off by it. There is a part of me that I would instead like to buy a coffee table book of the designs instead of watching yeah. it again. That, having said that, that's true of a lot of Spike Jones movies. Like yeah. her. I was into the trailer, and when I watched the movie, I was like, "Oh, that's a pretty good movie." And then I was like, "God, I don't—I'm really uncomfortable. I don't want to yeah, watch yeah. that again." I mean, I think that's kind of his thing. Yeah, yeah. I remember there's it a, works. There's a bit in in where the wild things are where one of the monsters gets mad at the other monster and rips off his arm, and it's not like a bloody thing; it just kind of like comes off. Mm. Yeah. Like almost yeah. like they're stuffing, and like the worst part about it is like I'd feel better about it. The monster was like, "Oh," or something, <laughs> but instead he's just like. Oh. Yeah, he's just really disappointed. <laughs> that was my favorite part of the movie. <laughs> it's the saddest shit. Like, it made me cry when it happened. I was like, why would he do this? It's weird. <laughs> it's a weird movie. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, God, I, I can only think of one right now, but I feel like this was a whole genre. You brought up Spike Jones. For a while, there were there was a whole genre of movies that wanted to be Charlie Kaufman movies. And mm-hmm. I remember they all had great trailers, and they all sucked. And the only one I can think of right now is Stranger Than Fiction, the Will Ferrell mm-hmm. one. I like that movie. I, I don't. You know, <laughs> I, I think I think it, it had yeah. a cool spoon song in the trailer, so that did a lot of selling it for me. But I remember I did not enjoy it uh, when I watched there it. There are a lot of movies that kind of in that like yeah. genre, though. Yeah, I can see what you're saying. I, I can't was, think anymore. There of was right. like another Spike Jones movie I just had, and I, I lost it, but... Yeah, that dude. I just I don't think I'm the target audience for his work. See, I like a lot of his stuff. Yeah, but, um, yeah. Uh, so that brings us to one that I, you know, honestly, I don't feel like is uh, is overly misleading. I think all the signals were there. We just read them wrong. Which is the trailer for Suicide Squad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Was that a good trailer? I have. I didn't go back. And it's, watch a, it. it's a like it's a fun trailer in in, but it it like. It it sells you on the same gimmick that gets really annoying within the first ten minutes of the movie. I think what I think the trailer can be described as DC's Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. And that in itself is the problem with the movie. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. That's what the whole movie's Yeah. <laughs> it it tries to be a, like an adult version of Guardians of the Galaxy. And it's not nearly as good. Yeah. Adult, but still PG thirteen. And yeah. adult, like, and still idiotic. <laughs> yeah. You know, but the like, you know, it still uses like the music and everything mm-hmm. like that. Felt very similar, and so I was intrigued by that premise. And then, yeah, it just does not live up on that. No, it does not. That's one of the worst. Like that's a movie I've never gone back to. I watched it in the theaters, and man, one of the most disappointing I've ever been walking out of a theater. I still feel about that way. About that movie, the way you talk about Green Lantern is. I feel like there's a good movie in there. <sighs> I just yeah. don't know where it is. Right. I remember my whole theater came to watch it. They all brought guests, and like half my employees are standing up clapping at the end. And I was like, oh, you're all idiots. I, I just mean, realized this. <laughs> it's a great fucking movie for profile. It 100% is. But you know what? We, we should, not only, you're right, did it telegraph exactly what it was going to be, and we just read it wrong. Mm-hmm. It telegraphed their entire decision making right. after that. <laughs> Even to the point where they're like, well, we didn't get this shit right by making the trailer Guardians of the Galaxy. Let's just go get the guy who made Guardians of the Galaxy. Right. Yeah. If I we think keep that beating be, on this dead horse, yeah, we'll it's get going to it. wake up. This is the tone. <laughs> And I think that'll be better. I hope. We, we're hoping. Yeah. Ripping off James Gunn. We'll yeah. just get yeah. James Gunn. I've been seeing some photos of that, so I'm excited for that one. Uh, next up, I got one that I haven't seen, uh, but I remember the trailer for Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, based on the famous Swedish novels and movies. Yeah, you haven't seen the American version? I have not seen the American version. This is Daniel Craig post-James Bond, right? Well, Yeah, he'd already been James yeah. Bond. See, yeah. is, is this also is this a movie people don't like? I don't really care for I think this it's movie. fun. I like, I like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I do too. This is Joaquin Phoenix's Mooney girlfriend. Rooney Mara. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, she played... Yeah, no. I, I think the thing Skarsgård with this is... Ellen Skarsgård is in this movie. Yeah. I didn't read the books. So I didn't know what to expect. I think I was going in thinking Daniel Craig was going to have like a James Bond action role. And he's more drama. Well, he's a reporter. Yeah. He's, so like, it wasn't what I thought. And I, I think the trailer may have led me down the other path a little bit and like kind of sold James Bond's... You know, not saying that. Had you not seen or read the Swedish mm-hmm. versions? No, 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 no. Yeah, he he's really more the damsel in distress in this movie. Yeah, that's what I mean. And I remember liking it, but thinking that oh, this isn't what I thought. That- but definitely, this is one that song in the trailer uh, sold me on. That fucking version of immigrant song yeah. that was mm-hmm. in that was some good shit. The um, I think I would say maybe my problem where I came down on this movie. Uh, David Fincher film, if I remember correctly. I think yeah. it was. Uh, 
big David Fincher fan, really excited for him to take on this material, but I had already seen the Swedish version, which is a superior movie. Hmm. Um, and it just, I don't know, maybe because you knew all the twists and stuff like that, it doesn't hit the same way. I just thought this movie was really disappointing. Uh, whereas like the trailer had really cool imagery, again, a cool song, right. cool style. And then all just kind of feels like a ripoff of something I had already seen before because it had existed as a very popular book and as a very popular foreign film. Yeah. I remember, like, this is the age of blockbuster, but I remember that movie always being there, and a lot of people were renting it, the Swedish version. Yeah. yeah. And then the American came out, I was like, oh, I thought this had been around. Like, it didn't really make a lot of sense, because the yeah. Swedish had been popular, like, like for years leading up well, to it. Well, it gave us Naomi Rapace. Yeah. Like, that's where she came from. I love her, too. Prometheus. In Prometheus. She's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Bright. I, she did a movie with James... No, with Tom Hardy, I think it was. It was like a... Like a small movie. I forget what the name of it was, but I really liked it. I'm gonna do some. You, you you do it. I just think James away. Gandolfini's in just it. Just away too. from like the cable. Movie. It's fine. Uh, so that's gonna bring us. Unless anybody else has any no. other ones, to our our the greatest offender. The for patron the, saint. The patron saint of the trailer that's better than the movies. Our very own Zack Snyder. Oh gosh. And you know, up to now, it would have sounded like a Roland Emmerich was the patron saint of this. But I think we've been saving them all for the end. But, the drop. Yeah, but Ro- Roland Emmerich. I oh, mean, yeah. watch the drop. the drop. The drop's great. So what? The drop. That was the movie. Yeah. Keep going. <laughs> oh, but I mean, Zack Snyder is just, he's the best at this. And making a trailer that's so much better than the movie that he made. And I mean, yeah. to be fair, we'll, we'll start with the one that is probably one of the best trailers, the 300 trailer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a fantastic trailer. Right. If, that, if that trailer doesn't get you hyped, you're wrong. Right. Yeah. I, w- I was the right age for this, but this is my favorite trailer ever. And I, I remember watching this trailer online, like on repeat, like probably like 20 times. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I was just so into it. I had no idea about the graphic novel. Like I didn't come up reading comic books a lot. So it was all new to me. I didn't know what to expect, but it just looked like fantasy and nuts and like just pure violent nut, you know. And I had never seen a straight CGI movie except maybe Sin City. I think had been a Sin li- City had already a happened little bit, but I think I, and I love Sin City, so I think it kind of rolled in. I was feeling Sin City vibes from it too, which was yeah. I mean, it's hard, I guess, to judge three hundred now because I've kind of tainted on it, and it's not even so much three hundred I've tainted on. It's Gerard Butler just in general. It's hard for me to watch him. Um, but I was the right age for 300. So the trailer got me super pumped. And I think the movie delivered again at that time. At that time, yeah. As a, like an 18-year-old an dude. Well. Shit, that was, I was all about it. But now I can wobbly, everything I get out of the movie, I can get out in those two minutes of watching Absolutely this Absolutely true. Yeah. Uh, which brings us to our next one, which is also a really great trailer with a good song, uh, Watchmen. The you're talking yeah. about the Watchmen trailer with the Smashing Pumpkins song yes. in it and stuff. Yeah, that was God damn was that a cool <laughs> it's fucking a yeah. cool ass trailer. I, yeah, that's a cool. That trailer. was one of those moments in my life where I was like, I never would have dreamed life can be this fucking cool. <laughs> and and man, I I actually watched Watchmen really recently. Yeah. And it's it's good. I, I also oh, I so like that movie. Yeah. I also like Watchmen, but I I still don't think it nearly like lives up to what the trailer. That is, trailer is, is so, so fucking. It's a really good trailer. He's Expe- re- yeah. Go ahead. No, I was just saying expectations were just so high for that movie, but it is good. I watched it right before I watched the TV show, and I really liked it. Yeah. The uh, I think he is so good at picking out just the highs, mm-hmm. the, yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. highs in a way that doesn't isn't super revealing. Like you don't fully understand. Like, and I think 300 is a good example. I'm pretty sure the kicking the dude in the hole is in the trailer for 300, mm. but it still doesn't fully grasp how badass that scene is. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, the best part is Lena Headey standing in the background just looking like a fucking monster right. the whole time. Uh, she had Cersei down before she oh, was Cersei. Oh, <laughs> she's so good in 300. Um, but I think that's true for that Watchmen right. trailer. It's like there was so much just awesome shit that you were so excited to see in yeah. live action. And then... I mean, I'm pro Watchmen. I still, I think it holds up better than 300 does. I, you know, I went through a valley with it. Again, my biggest part from the problem with that movie is not really something I think is bad about the movie. Just going into it, I was so excited about seeing this particular dude do the squid in New York. And when he didn't do the squid in New York, that was kind of a bummer for me. Yeah. But in hindsight, it makes no sense. He should. He should have just done the squid. He should, why did he not do that? Why was that the point in his career where he decided to be tasteful? It really, that has like, to be like someone got involved because it makes no sense. But, uh, but, but, uh, 
God damn, that trailer was just so fucking, I'm, I, you know, I was living the life hardcore at that time and I was just doing projection. So I was, you know, getting paid to just walk around and bullshit for hours at a time. So I would put that trailer on every fucking movie in a night and just go through and watch it in every theater for an, <laughs> for an hour. But uh, the the success of, of both of his movies, mm-hmm. 300 and Watchmen, led us to probably the greatest disparity between a trailer and a movie <laughs> that I can think of. Yeah. Uh, which is Zack Snyder's next project, Sucker Punch. Oh, my gosh. So I want to say this about Zack Snyder. Coming in a Sucker Punch... He was quickly becoming one of my favorite directors. No, totally. Yeah. Yeah. I, his Dawn of the Dead remake is mm-hmm. fantastic. Yeah. Uh, I liked 300. Again, I was the right age for it. I liked Watchmen. I was a fan of the graphic novel. And besides the Nine Minus Squid Monster, I was like, this is a pretty yeah. good adaptation. And so when I saw Sucker Punch... I was like, oh, fuck. He is just making movies specifically. Oh, yeah. for <laughs> I mean, he was making movies specifically for 14-year-old you. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I mean, it, it's giant robots and machine guns and, and samurai swords. Yeah. It's, I mean, like, it's it's like every... With hot girls. Yeah, it's every, <laughs> yeah, like... Four hot chicks. It's every masculine, like, wish-fulfillment fantasy possible. <laughs> well, it wasn't just hot chicks. It was a very specific, like... Before Hot Topic was even a thing type, you know, yeah. like, yep. like it almost well, it is created, the whole aesthetic of yeah. Hot Topic. And yeah. this is the yeah. thing where 300 and Watchmen, they were like, oh, this is where they let him off the, the leash. Correct. And they let they him run kept him on the and leash. they should have <laughs> kept him well, on the this, leash. This was the first time he was actually telling the story. That's yeah, what I mean. an original yeah. story. Yeah. Yeah. They just let and, him go, and that was a mistake. Well, Somebody should have been checking I up I still on can't him. remember what fucking happened in this movie. No. Like, it's just a bunch of scenes. I think the biggest fault of this film is that it's an original original idea the dude was up to this point pretty good at adapting shit and then when someone's like okay well let's let you do your own original story it went just fucking bonkers yeah having said that oscar isaacs is awesome in this movie He's the bad guy, right? Yeah, he's the bad yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's slimy as all get out. I, I, this is the point where I started thinking, this guy needs a partner, and I still think that. Yeah. He needs a guy who's like his writing guy, who makes his ideas coherent. Yeah. Well, he, it's the, he, he does shoot cool shit. He, he needs the... He needs... George Lucas needed Steven Spielberg to right. make Indiana Jones. Work. Right. He needs that. Yeah, yeah. totally. 100%. Uh, and just just briefly, I want to mention, uh, it's a good trailer and it's a good movie, but uh, another Zack Snyder thing, the... Uh, Legends of the Legends, Guardians. Yeah, Legends of the Guardians, Guardians of the Cahool, whatever the fuck it, the name of it is. The owl animated movie. It's With Hugo got, Weaving. It, it's, got, it's got Hugo Weaving in it. It's got that 30 Seconds to Mars song on top of it that I oh, listen to yeah. about 70 times a day at the theater. Was it Kings and Queens? It was, was Kings yeah. and Queens. I still listen to that song uh, occasionally. It's, 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 I hate 30 Seconds to Mars. A, look, I do too, but I kind of like that song. <laughs> Yeah. I I hate almost everything about Jared Leto, but I do like that. Song. That that I had Sour Punch had suckered me so hard yeah. that I, uh, I I was like I can't I'm gonna wait, and so I waited till that movie came out on video, and I liked it. I thought I was like I'm not. He's not getting me again. He's not gonna <laughs> sucker punch me twice. He's doing another zombie movie. Yeah, yeah. in Vegas. Oh, but he did sucker punch me like three more times. Yeah, and that brings us to one that I want to just immediately kick to hurt because I know he has strong feelings about it. I know I've had to have talked about this at least a hundred times on the podcast and a million times to you guys personally. That's correct. But <laughs> man, uh, yeah, Man of Steel. Like, uh, you know, I don't think it's any secret that I fucking hate this movie. But, uh, but the trailer for it was so fucking good. It, I still say the trailer for it is the best Superman movie. But God does it not tell you anything about the movie you're going to watch. But the trailer is just great. It has the it has the score and the score is really good. The score is good. Uh it Every line that is good from that movie is in the trailer. <laughs> it's it's the is it the Jor-El voiceover for a the, while? Yeah. The Jor-El voiceover. There's the there's the uh, on my planet it means hope thing. Yeah, yeah. Know, stuff like which is directly from a comic book called Superman Birthright. But um, yeah, I um, I, I man, I fucking loved this trailer, and I would I was um so excited about this movie and i remember ian was living the life yeah with this movie. i love this movie i, I mean i everyone you all we were all living movie? the life this is the this first time. movie i screened are you all down on this though because I, I oh no i, I think I, it's better than transformers I think, I think it's better than transformers yeah, i like it a lot i don't love it i remember that i was you guys had all screened it and i kept putting off screaming it 
screening it because I didn't want to be in any way in a bad mood when I watched it. I don't, you and I watched it together. It's around the right time. Yeah. yeah. And uh, and when I watched it, man, it just took all the wind out of my sails. Mm. I was like depressed for a week over how much and, I didn't like and this And the main thing movie. is that he kills somebody. Is that the big... That, that's what that, I remember you hating the most I, at the I mean, time. Super, in, in a Superman origin story, Superman should not kill somebody. It's, there, it's not unprecedented for him to kill in comics. He has killed twice in comics although one of them was an imaginary story uh but both of those stories were at the end of something you know mm-hmm. it was i he's, uh, i've been taken to a place where i've never gone before and i have to do this thing doing it his first time out of the gate that's not fucking superman yeah and there's just a lot of it that's not superman you know Lois Lane knows his secret identity before he has a fucking secret identity. I mean, the thing with that, he's not Clark Kent in that movie. Yeah, he's you know he's Kal El and then he's Superman. There, there so is that, that, that. I understand that bothers comic purists a lot more than it bothered me. There is well, things I love about this. I love the attorney take on fucking uh, on on Krypton. Yeah. The Krypton well, Russell Crowe is great in those jacked up suits. Like I, I love a lot of that. Yeah. that her and, opening is like it, you could make a whole movie out of that. Michael I would have been Shannon fine with that. Badass as yeah, and I like yeah, that. Michael Shannon was probably my yeah. favorite part. Yeah, of it, casting in it's great, but then casting in the DC movies is always, always great. great. Executions always. Yeah, Diane Lane, right? Diane Lane, Kevin was, Costner, yeah. like they had, a, they brought in the A listers. I just, but you got to admit, it doesn't live up to that trailer. No, 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 absolutely no, no. not. The trailer, not. I'm, I'm better than Transformers on Man of Steel. I am never in a mood to watch Man of Steel. It always feels like a commitment I'm not ready yeah. to make. Yeah. Um, there are two things that I do really, really like about it. I love, and, and these things come from the trailer. I, I definitely think you can still feel Christopher Nolan's effect on that film. Yeah. Um, it definitely wants to be. Christopher Nolan's Superman. It wants yes. to be Batman yes. Begins. 100%. It just misses the mark. Yeah. The second thing is, and this is a little off topic, is I love the score in this film. The score is so fucking good. Because I really think this like ascending, slow chord mm. structure mm. is a really good metaphor for Superman yeah. in general. Um, and and is ascending major chord structure is like i don't know that just really aspires it's slow it's simple it's a lot of the the same traits that like clark kent this guy from smallville kansas has to me um but i just you know and i think henry calvo looks the part but the more i watch him as superman the harder it is for me to buy that that guy is superman you say you you've never watched it again i've actually watched it a lot since then and Sarah can attest to this. When I'm in the worst fucking mood, mm-hmm. like going on in the worst fucking mood, I'll put on Man of Steel and she'll be like, why are you watching Hate this watch. shit? And I'm like, this is the movie we deserve. <laughs> <laughs> like, now, I don't know what it is, but ever mm. since, like, I don't know, the more I've seen Henry Cavill, the more I'm like, that guy just doesn't seem like Superman to me oh. anymore. Mm. That Mission Impossible kind of turned me full circle on him. Yeah. I, like, I don't think he's bad. Like, he's man, wooden. He's definitely wooden. I haven't watched Witcher. I hear he's wooden. He's great in Man from Uncle. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, Man I from Uncle, it. he's awesome. Yeah. yeah. I can't decide on the Witcher. I only watched... I finished the first episode, but it seems somewhat like direction and not character choice. I think that's who he's supposed to be. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Uh, yeah, definitely. Man of Steel is... It, it is. I mean, that's the thing. Like the, the, the bar is set really high, and even if yeah. the movie was pretty good, it still probably wouldn't have made it, but it wasn't... Even as good as it should have been. I remember yeah. when he launched off the satellite and it said Wayne Enterprises. Yeah. Oh, that was so cool to me. <laughs> was like the first time they crossed over into DC, well, I was like, oh my God. I feel like Man of Steel is simply Zack Snyder being like, I want to do Batman. And so if I have to do this first. Yeah. That's this fair. Is, this is all I'm doing to get to Batman. Because I, I don't like Batman versus Superman as much. I'm higher than it, I think, than you all. But, I, but that's, that's definitely what, not as Man of Steel. That's what I'm curious about. I can't remember. Are the trailers for Batman v Superman or Justice League good? The trailer for Batman v Superman is good, but it's kind of like what we were talking about earlier. Is we had already learned the trick of that. Yep. Yeah. It, it was like I was like, okay, this looks good, but I know what I'm about to get this time. Yeah. There's then, a lot. There's a lot about Batman vs Superman that I think he gets right. The problem is, I think that's all minor shit, and so it's all the major shit is what's wrong, and that weighs that movie down. And justly, no one gave a fuck anymore. That, right. that they had poisoned the well. At well, that we point. didn't know. Well, well, yeah, well, you, I mean, you didn't what, know what it was going to be. What yeah. even was the trailer? What movie was the trailer yeah. for? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. By the, when the first trailer came out, it was a completely different movie than when the last trailer yep. came out. Yeah, I say that to say I would rather watch Justice League than Man of Steel just because it's dumb fun. But. I'm 
Totally. Yeah. I don't go back to any of the DC movies. Yeah, like, I don't, I don't either. Yeah. I have rewatched this. Like, I've rewatched Man of Steel probably once, maybe twice. I've probably watched Batman vs. Superman the most out of all of them, honestly, because I do really enjoy the, like, the last hour of that well, movie. See, I do the same thing with it that I do with X-Men 3, The Last Stand. I'll watch it again and think, surely this is good. Surely I'm wrong about this. Yeah. Surely they... This was so hard to fuck up. How did they fuck it up? And then by the end of it, it's like, oh, that's exactly how they fucked it up. I think X-Men Last Stand is also a fair one in this category. Because I think that I remember liking the trailer, but I also think part of that is me just riding high off X2. Right. Yeah. yeah. Expectations. I think X-Men 3. Who was the director of that? Favorite. Brett Ratner. Brett Ratner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> bad guy. Yeah. <laughs> they traded out one bad guy for another one. And, and Ain't that the truth? Yeah. And just a guy who'd shown no proclivity to this kind of thing before. No, he did Rush Hour. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. Thanks, uh, thanks, Zack Snyder. Maybe you should change career paths to just making trailers. Yeah, just cut trailers, that's, dude. That's fine. It, it's a very respectable career. Uh, but I think that's it, unless you guys have anything else for... Uh, Nothing comes to mind. So that's, no. that's all, at least volume one, unless we come up with more of, uh, of trailers that are better than their movies. Uh, cool. Well, what have we been watching, guys? I can go first. I haven't really watched much worth yeah, talking about. Yeah, I'll be quick, about. too. I'll go for you. Uh, I watched the first few episodes of the new season of Chef Show. Yeah. Oh, shit, I watched that, too. The only thing that I really have to say about it is Wolfgang Puck's a dick. I love him. <laughs> oh, of course He's you would. He's amazing. Uh, he seems like a total asshole. He's like a charming dick. <laughs> yeah, sure. But, you know, that show's still so much fun. Um, it's, you know, the whole Seinfeld show about nothing. The chef show is a show about nothing. It's just people hanging out in a kitchen and eating food. good food. Yeah, it's delicious and it's very relaxing. Yeah. It looks delicious. Uh, my favorite part of the Wolfgang Fuck one is like he's standing over John Favreau who's cooking the steak and, tell, and telling him how to do it correctly. Um, and then he, he pulls the steak off and cuts it open and it's cooked correctly. And he looks at John Favreau and goes, you're fucking lucky. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite is when John salts the pan first. And he's like, this is what Roy told me to do. And Wolf's like, it's a waste of salt and pepper. Why would you, why would you do that before you put any food on it? And I'm like, that dude is like a professional chef standing right behind you. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, he's a super asshole. I love it. I watched uh, To All the Boys I've Loved, the Netflix rom-com that's based on a book. They just had the sequel come out last week. I yep. hadn't seen the first one, so I watched the first one. Pretty good. I, I'm pretty positive on all Netflix's original rom-coms. I think they're all pretty fun. Um, I like this one. It's a bit better than Transformers. The only other thing is I watched Clone Wars, and I'm, we figured we'd probably talk about that. That sounds good, yeah. yeah. Save it. Okay. Stuff it. Keep it in the can. Uh, all right. I don't watch much. Uh, morning show. I'm working through that still. And it's good. It's like definitely like the newsroom. It works in like they just, the last episode, they flew out to California and did like a remote broadcast during the wildfires. But Jennifer Aniston's good. Um, definitely like a with, a, with a girlfriend. Susie likes it a lot kind of, is it, kind of show. Is Do they drop it all at once or is it coming out week by week? No, it's all out now. And there's 10. And I'm through seven. So we're pretty mm-hmm. deep into it. And, oh, but yeah. I have been saying Guy Pierce this whole time. And you know who it is? It's Flash's dad. It's not Guy Pierce. It's uh, Billy Crudup? Yes, Billy Crudup. The, so the, I've been, the Zack Snyder's favorite actor? Yes, yeah. Billy Crudup. And he's great. He's the one who's actually great. I mean, Billy Crudup needs the work. So I'm into that. Yeah, he yeah. plays this manacle, like, head of the show who's just, like, smarter than everyone. And he's charming. And then I, I like I watched, that you pulled he was Flash's dad off one scene in Justice League. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I immediately thought, John Wesley shit? Yeah, that's immediately what I went to. Because that would be a good pull for him. I should, I should get credit for getting that. That was good. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> You're a good Ian interpreter. Uh, we, we, we collectively work it out. Uh, I, I'm going through Outsiders still on HBO, and it's it's fine. If you like, don't the tell night, me much about it because I'm I might start watching that. Tonight. Yeah, I won't I won't spoil it, but um, the performances are good. The first two episodes though are the best, and then it kind of changes direction mm. and gets a little more supernatural. But your guy Mendo's great, yeah, and Cynthia Erivo's great, but it just gets more X Files. And that's not really my thing, but it might be your thing. I, I fucking love it. It starts off like police. Sounds like my shit. Yeah. yeah, it starts off like police procedural and goes kind of X Files. And then working through Narcos Mexico season two, I'm like through five. And I talked about it last week. And yeah, uh, Scoot McNary. I'm so on his fucking bandwagon. Oh, yeah. That dude's great. Um, and but what I did want to say is, oh, all right, I had this great he's, idea. You've been saving this for like yes, two hours. This is on the record. I have worked out what I think the Black Widow stinger scene is going to be. So. <laughs> And I wrote, I, okay, shit, it's a whole paragraph. <laughs> so, hold on. Taskmaster, he's going to end up getting away at the end, but he gets foiled, right? 
So he's like on the run, it opens, and he's walking to a safe room, and it's going to evoke Iron Man 1. And it's going to be a shadowy guy in a thing, like sitting in a room, and he's going to be like, hey, I'm building a team. And it's going to be, I think, Baron Zemo. And then you kind of like tease in him starting to, th- and then he's going to say, we're going to start the Thunderbolts initiative. And then he kind of gets Taskmaster, and then it plugs in the Disney Plus show, which you know they need to plug in. You Disney. might be the most right person on earth right yeah, now. Yeah, and that like, sounds. And this whole next one mimics like the first phase where you're recruiting villains, and yeah. eventually, you know, you could get a Thunderbolt team. I, I, I like it. Do you guys think Scoot Maneri's coming back for the Shang Chi movie? I hope so. Yeah, I'll be, I'll be all about that. Yeah, so. I don't know. I'm well, putting on record. That's my prediction. I've never like thought it. about it until right now. <laughs> We're talking about Scoot McNary. Otherwise, what a waste of Scoot McNary. <laughs> he was in that one great one shot. Yeah. Bring him back. You're right. Why not? I would love that. So, yeah. We'll see. Oh, I'm next. Sure. You hate I, going last. I, you know, I, it's honestly, I have not uh, watched a lot of stuff that, that makes any sort of interesting content. This is the only thing I, that I've encountered in the two weeks since I've done this that I think might be interesting to someone. And it's weird racism from the 80s. Okay. So um, one of the things I've been watching lately is I've been watching Transformers, the original shitty cartoon. And, I'm, and you know, first of all, you just got to understand how obsessed I was with Transformers as a kid. Like... I, you know how people see shapes of things in clouds and stuff? I would see transformers in clouds and, like, trees and shit. Like, it had broken my fucking brain at around, like, the seventh grade. So, uh, and I watched this cartoon all the time. And I loved it so much that, you know, there, there was a channel that, you know, this was before everybody had cable. East Milton was the last place on fucking earth to get cable. So, uh... There was a channel where I could watch it clearly, but there was another channel on like UHF where I could watch it and it was kind of furry and I had to like stand in the right room, uh, place in the room to get the reception right just to see it so I could watch it again later in the day. This is how into Transformers I was. Watching it as an adult, this shit is nonsense. Like (laughs) there is like, but I think honestly, it like maybe it, it bred a creativity in a way that, like comics, I mean, cartoons that were good don't because I, I can right now watch it, remember the patches I would make in right, my head yeah. to make this story make sense. Anyway, all that's leading up to this. I was watching this episode recently and it's in the third season after they kill off the entire original cast and it's sit in the far flung future of 2005. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, there's an episode where two of the Decepticons have broken off from the other ones and they take Safe Haven in a Middle Eastern country. And the name of the Middle Eastern country is Carbomia. Carbomia. Oh, <laughs> like, like they were teaching that level of racism to children. That's through funny. cartoons that were just commercials to begin with. You stumbled upon a conspiracy. That's fucking crazy. <laughs> I can't believe I, what, which, I mean, I guess it didn't make too much of an impression on me because I didn't remember that, but it blew my mind watching. Yeah, that's crazy. Second that's crazy. one. So, so uh, you guys know I watch soap operas on, on YouTube, right? And, uh, you know, there's no real rhyme or reason to what's on there. So it's very hard putting the shit together. And sometimes people do stuff where they'll edit out the commercials. Sometimes they just leave the commercials in there. And those are my favorite ones. Because <laughs> watching the old commercials are great. They're just a lot more jingly than commercials today. They have a lot more personality. I do miss a jingle. Jingles are good, right? Yeah. Um, but my favorite part in these is where they were, you know, in the daytime and made mostly for housewives. They would show commercials for the National Enquirer. <laughs> and these commercials are so fucking trashy. Like, it'll be something like, has Richard Simmons got so fat his life is in danger? And then there'll be an animation of Richard Simmons what? blowing up. Or, <laughs> Did Elizabeth Taylor and Michael Jackson get secretly married? And, you know, some sort of animation for that. But the one that just, like, I had to rewind and listen to it again. This was the whole thing. Is Brooke Shields dating an Arab? Oh. <laughs> that was the whole fucking thing. That was it. That was it. There was no, like, it wasn't like a particularly scandalous Arab. It was just a person from the Middle East. It was crazy. So that's all I got. Good racism stuff. from the 80s. Thanks for sharing your racism. Yeah. That should be a bit. Racism from the 80s. Yeah. Uh, I started, uh, I got a Jedi Fallen Order for my birthday. Hey. So I started uh, this week. 
And uh, I made it to Dathomir, and then I switched it to story mode because fuck difficulty. Wasn't it too hard? It's too hard. <laughs> I was I was trashing on you guys, but I was like, I'm tired of dying. Yeah. No, I immediately went that because I just wanted to get through it and learn the story. Did you go? What's the other? You could choose between Dathomir and the other planet. Yeah. Did you go straight to Dathomir? I went straight to Dathomir. Of course you did. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's, it's, it's fucking Dathomir. Dathomir. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I want to see some night systems. Exactly. And shit. Um. So I'm still working on that. So is that Dathomir the one where you push the balls around? I don't like know. Like the big metal balls. and that, I got stuck on that puzzle. I suck at video games. I'm, I really do. We, I think we might all suck at video yeah. games. Yeah, I, I, I don't want a puzzle. I just want to punch some shit. Yeah, I had to watch a YouTube video to solve this fucking first level puzzle. I'm like, I'm a fucking idiot. That's what turned me <laughs> off to that game. Yeah. There's a hard door puzzle in there. I just took me forever to get a fucking door open at one point. I mean, it's... I was getting frustrated. It's a hard game. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, uh, for another podcast I'm going to be on this week, uh, Broke Box Office, our friend Zach does. Oh, yeah. uh, I watched a movie that's on a uh, shitty versions on YouTube, but another free versions on Vudu, apparently, called uh, Amos and Andrew with relatively young Samuel Jackson and Nick Cage. I remember this movie. It's about a rich black man and a poor criminal white man, and they're not so different <laughs> after all. Uh, it's it plays jokes on some some very current day and problematic relations between society and black people. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's a fucked up movie. <laughs> but uh, Samuel Jackson, I, it's funny because it's, it's Nick Cage before he was serious actor Nick Fa- Nick Cage, and well before he was crazy person Nick Cage. Right. He's just essentially the same character from Raising Arizona, mm-hmm. and- uh, but a pedophile. <laughs> and and this is this is this is Samuel Jackson before he broke big, right? That's correct. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it's interesting. It's got Giancarlo Esposito in it. That's for cool. no reason. Um, Susie said that broke box office did an episode on the Digimon movie. They did, and it's hilarious. I listened to it because yeah. I love Digimon. <laughs> um, I also watched. I've been watching Chef Show the first two episodes. I started Midsummer, but I'm not finished with it. I will say, it's one of those things where. Uh, you know, it's set like all daylight. It's a horror movie set all daylight. It's in Sweden, whatever. Uh, like during the solstice, so it's like all daylight all the time. Um, that would drive me insane. And the thing, well, I mean, that's I think that's kind of part <laughs> of it. But one of the things that's fucked up that that's like makes it scary is it's one thing to see something horrifying, mm. like you know when you're alone, but it's another thing to see something horrifying and then see everyone around you not think it's horrifying. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. And that's very much what this movie is. Right. Um, also, I, I feel like uh, Ari Aster or Ari Aster has preyed on something that I've always suspected, or not suspected, uh, uh, a prejudice that's been in my heart forever, which is I think that Swedes are inherently sinister to some degree. I don't know why, just their accent just seems somewhat like, like the American version of a Swedish accent always seems like a robot trying to pretend to be human. <laughs> And so I like I, immediately I hate all the. There's people. like a nefarious element. There is a nefarious. Yeah. It, it feels nefarious. And I know that that's like some kind of racism, but he used I, it effectively. I I wonder where this comes from because I used to just call anybody I didn't like a filthy fucking Swede, and I <laughs> don't right. I don't I don't know why. Eighties racism. I, I don't <laughs> even know that I've ever met yeah. a Swede <laughs> or Decepticons <laughs> went to Sweden, uh, uh, and I don't know if I could pick a Swedish outfit, uh, accent out of a lineup of accents. I think. It's just an evil sounding word. Yeah. Sweet. Sweet. I do want to say to Ian's point, as a person who has lived where there's daylight all the time, it is not terrible. It's fucking great. Awesome. Mm. Uh, And the last thing I watched, I finally watched John Wick Chapter 3. Which yeah. uh, you know what? Parabellum. Yeah, Parabellum. Solid, solid trilogy. Some of the best three consecutive movies. Wasn't that knife fight in the beginning? It's really good. That I, part was fucking I don't, crazy. I don't think any of them are as... I still love... The, the common fight from the one before is my favorite, and then the first one is still my very favorite of, yeah. of the three. Um, I do think as much... I, I do think this is a fun movie. I, you know, it, it tries different ways to kind of reinvigorate the same bit for the most yeah. part. But I feel like there was a big missed opportunity here because I feel like this should have been smoking aces, but where the target is the best assassin in the world. Mm. So, like, I feel like the first half, like, we already know who the fuck John Wick is. We watched two movies. We don't need to spend a lot of time with John Wick. I like the idea of, like, establishing this cast of characters of us, like, 
you know, other great that assassins cool. that yeah. are coming to get him. And then they're, they're like, you know, they might have to kill people on the way, blah, 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 blah. And they're feeling good about themselves. And then they have to actually kill John Wick. And it goes terribly. Yeah. I feel like that, that sounds really interesting. That's the movie yeah. I would have wanted to watch. Yeah. I like the ninja guy they introduce. I do not like him at all. Yeah. And he I can, think like, he disappear. Is, I don't know. I don't like when they go to the desert. Like, that's when it got a little weird for me. Yeah. I, and, it, like, the ancient one or whatever. Yeah. Some of, some of them thought, like, I, I, in general, like the world building. Some of it was a little touchy i've loved the first two movies world building but this one it kind of got a little yeah i if if, there is a bit of if you were the most powerful person on earth why would you just want to sit in a chair in the middle of the desert that's fair you know but uh but i i loved this movie so anyway uh of the things you know all the things i watch are better than transformers even the racist racially insensitive uh nick cage movie from the 90s are you gonna use better or worse than transformers when you're on broke box office i will Good. Now that you mention it, I will probably forget now that that's going to be, you know, in the future, but that's fine. Uh, but I th- is that it for this week? Yes. Okay, great. Uh, next week is Pensacon. We're going to be at Pensacon. We will be recording an episode at Pensacon. So if you're coming to Pensacon, please join us. It's going to be, uh, we're going to be doing our live show on Sunday at 515 in the Grand Hotel. Uh, if you know, if you, if, you, if you can look it up online, but we will be sharing a lot of shit. If you do, we know if you need tickets to go. You do Just need tickets to go to our our lives. Yeah, but uh, you know, we we'd love to have you there. We're we're fixing Star Wars movies, and uh, you know, we'd love to hear your opinions. Uh, I'm also moderating a panel on Saturday. All right, what what panel is that? Uh, YouTube content creators. So it's a couple of local people who. Uh, Brendan Beckworth and a guy named Holcomb. I can't remember his the name of his channel. Um, but I mean, both of them like have several thousand subscribers, and they're going to be talking about how to create a like a YouTube channel and what it takes to you know market and grow that. It should be pretty interesting if you're ever interested in you know talking to people on the internet. Just Did you or is Reagan doing it with you? Yeah, Reagan. Reagan's doing it with me. Nice. Video editing has has always frightened yeah. me. Yeah, it seems monstrous. It does. Uh, but yeah, we're really excited about Pensacon. Uh, even if you're not there, we will we will have some some shows and some content for you next week. Uh, but in the meantime, if you want to get in touch with us, uh, tell us any other trailers that are better than movies, you can reach us at realfilmers at gmail.com. If you want to follow us on our on our Pensacon journey, what we're doing, where we're at, more stuff about our show, you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Real Phonies and on Instagram at Real underscore Phonies. Thanks to Zach Evans for our and Brian Velasquez for our theme. See you guys later. Later.